Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I am your host, Mike C., back in the saddle again this week, and we've got some fun people in the studios. You know them. They're friends of mine. First, no one knows. when Rocky Balboa raced Apollo Creed down the beach in Rocky Three, he beat them both after a large head start. He's the one and only Rich. By a large head start, I took two steps. I won. That was it. My head start was my, my my hard my my head start was literally two steps into the well, first. I'm talking start. about the time you gave both of them like an extra fifty yard no, head no, start and you I, just blew you, right you by it, both you got of it, them. You got it. You got it backwards. I literally it was two steps. <laughs> <laughs> I had, this was a shuttle race. I you had, like took two I steps. Had, and... I had the enormous head start. I even I even sat there for a minute. I ate a double cheeseburger and then I took the two steps and, ah. I, and I still won by a, a good distance. Yeah. yeah. A good distance. I can say. So you were like David Hasselhoff. That's in that right, race. man. Just laying like, on the beach yeah, and you know, ate your cheeseburger and swore at your daughter. Listen, man. Does it, does, it, does it look like I've been running down any beaches lately, man? <laughs> you look no. like you're in incredible shape. Incredible shape. Yes, if if, if if you're talking about round as that shape. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you said it. Like a beach ball. Yeah. Yes. And you hear it. Right, right. Full circle to the beach. Yeah. And, and you might hear a third voice, uh, you know, in the background here. And you know what? We found him panhandling out in the back of the studio. He's back in his tent. We invited him back in. He is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. Welcome back to the show, The Professor. Well, hello again. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to be back. It's been a journey. You know, yeah. Now, didn't you end up, uh, didn't you take like a, a boat that you made out of like straws to Japan and watched a couple shows? And... I took a sabbatical. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I took a boat that I made out of whatever you straws. just said. Yeah. And like I, McDonald's straws. And I took it down the Susquehanna. Ah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Which, of course, for people that don't know, is a major ocean. The Susquehanna River. Yeah. Uh, un, uh, not too dissimilar from the Mississippi, the great Mississippi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not um, at all. Uh, the river that holds our dreams and our hopes. I, and, I, yeah. I have to be honest. I was just actually down in the uh, York, Lancaster, Marietta area. Yeah. And, and the Susquehanna runs down through there, obviously. And yeah. believe it or not, it looks a lot nicer down there. I bet. I was it's like, a I know that when I, Billy Joel wrote the song River of Dreams, he was actually writing about the Susquehanna River. That's a that's a true story. That's a fact. I, I think it is now. <laughs> it is now. It's a, it, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> I mean, he's from but, New York State. It could be. Yeah. No. It, it, I would have. I would have thought he would. I, I would have thought it would be like the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Also that, that's, beautiful. That's, that's near of, where he is from in New York. Yeah. Closer than the Susquehanna. It would yes, make, yes. It would make sense. I'd like to think that he, uh, he was touring through. Yeah. Broome County and. Yeah. I'd like to think that he <laughs> and saw the majesty the, that is the, the Susquehanna the, River <laughs> and its and its low its low level of brown water made but, it from yeah. all the years of IBM and EJ's pollution. <laughs> and don't forget the uh, the uh, vessel sewage treatment plant. No. Back in the heyday yeah. when people would 
actually play big axe would play at the veterans memorial arena yeah yeah like great day did i say no even before then man you're talking back way back in the day you're thinking drake you're talking about when drake was here no drake drake played the uh, event center yeah yeah he played the event center yeah bu oh oh yeah yeah people play there oh yeah all the time but uh no the arena not so much yeah not anymore like john bonamassa does play at the arena sure Sounds, so, sounds exciting. Sounds like all, an exhilarating I love show. How right? we all went, oh, so no, good. like that was a that was a real <laughs> show though. Like I'm not joking. I just, that was a I, just real I just want to I I, I want I want I do want to say about shows. We we explained last week you weren't here because you were legitimately raging against the machine about their ticket prices. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at first I was like, yeah, I want to go. Um, but then I thought about back in high school when uh, we had tickets to see Rage Against the Machine and Beastie Boys. It was like fifty bucks. Right, like yeah. that's how know, much shows were up I until know, the last I, two years. I know, you know how ticket prices work. I go to concerts like every year. Yeah, I, yeah. I try to go to at least. But one But they good generally show a year. hovered around fifty dollars for many yeah. years. And like still, I, I went and do. saw, and the reason I wasn't more reason I wasn't in. I, I saw Mr. Bungle a few weeks ago. Big show. Um, if you guys, have Mr. Seen Bungle, it. Mr. Bungle, Mr. Oh. Bungle, yeah, yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, you know what's funny is Mike Patton's on tour with Faith, Faith no, no More and Corn. By the way, tickets to that show you can get them for thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know the Mr. Bungle show. This was a this was a band that they hadn't played together in twenty years. Um, it was really cool, like just seeing the parking lot. There were license plates from everywhere, like all over the country. People were flying in from Spain and from South America and everywhere. Um, so it was a really cool show, but like, yeah, that, that show cost 40 bucks. Yeah. You know, like, and you built and, your boat and I saw at it, that show, correct? Yeah. And, and that wasn't, and that wasn't a tour even, you I, know, it was a special attraction cause they did what, 10 shows or six whatever, shows. six shows, there you six go. shows, like all in a row right before all their other, cause all those guys are in tons of bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all are going on world tours and stuff. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain level, of, a certain threshold that's like, that's outrageous. Yeah, well... I, and for nosebleed seats... 300? Rage, yeah, and Rage Against the Machine, you know exactly what that concert's going to be. They're not doing improv. They're, they're It's not going to go beyond the album. It's going to be pretty much the album as is. There's not going to be too much variations on what's being played aside from Tom Morello. Um, like if you, if you have heard the albums, you've seen a Rage Against the Machine concert, you might as well just get a really good sound system because that's what Rage Against the Machine live uh, is. Well, I just, uh, I, I'm just, I, before we get off, I was just going to say, uh, I, I was with you because I want to see Rage Against the Machine as well. I mean, you saw those, ignore, ignore, put it this way, the cheapest ticket to see Rage Against the Machine is more expensive than the most expensive ticket to go see Corn and Faith No More. Yeah. Which Faith No More hasn't toured in quite a long time. And Corn is still one of the greatest bands of all time. So if you think about that lineup and the fact that the most expensive ticket for that show is a pit ticket for $80 and you can get tickets for as low as 30 or uh, 20 or $30 and you can lump them into another yeah. package and actually get like three concerts for 50 <laughs> Yeah, I well, saw I, just, I saw the Gorillas a few years ago. Gorillas, one of the biggest acts in mm-hmm. the world, and the ticket was sixty dollars for pit for like general yeah. admission. Now I just want you guys to know, out of the kindness of my heart, while we're discussing this, is not. Order. I I did buy you guys something real nice, real nice. Oh boy, front row seats to both of your favorite performers, and backstage passes to meet Kelly Clarkson. 
You guys are going to see Kelly Clarkson. It's on me. Oh, by the way, uh, but let's bring it into I'm horror. I'm actually pretty excited. By the way, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's bring it back to horror before we go into horror news. Uh, in March, uh, we should all be going down to see our friends in Floodlands slash Crimson yes. Brother because they are opening for First Jason. So yes, they our, are, our, which is way better than Kelly Clarkson. Yes. So they, uh, where, know, so where is this? Where, where? This will be at Galaxy. Galaxy. Galaxy Brewery. Brewery. This will be the second time, time. The, the second time First Jason has played there. Yes. So the it's almost like Friday first, the 13th Part 2. The yeah. second first Jason show. Yes. yes. So, so if you Ari Lehman just wanted to say, you, say, you were there, when, you were there Ari, that night. I was. Ari yeah. Lehman will be there. Did you get a chance uh, to talk to him? Some, no. Uh, he was a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't met him, so. Hell I, a, I was out of town. Hell day. of a guitarist, um, actually. Yeah, he does he have a guitar. on that thing. Yeah, he did. Um, that was a fun little show. He's good. Did he perform his rendition of the song from Part 4? That's what they they should do a cover of that. I don't know. If they don't do a cover of that, the night was a bit hazy. It was kind of cold outside. Yeah, it was chilly. (laughs) There was somebody that was. uh, I had a few drinks. Yeah, (laughs) somebody was dressed like Jason. He was Jimmy Gazzik's friend. He looked just like. Yeah, he does. It was was cool. There were a lot of. There were a lot of fun. Nice guy. It was good. It was a good show. Jason's a nice guy. Yes. Well, let's jump into the news. Yeah, let's after get all that extra news. stuff there. Yeah, we've yeah. only just killed like entire our entire show loaded so. with info. Yeah, information. All right. Well, uh, the big thing that we uh, we found today, Tuesday, when we're recording this, uh, there was uh, the first poster for Candyman, uh, along with a real brief teaser trailer hit, and uh, not to be outdone by that, there is going to actually be a full trailer coming out this by, Thursday. By the way, it was a Huzzah. teaser. It was a teaser for the trailer on Thursday. Yeah, yes. I love now. That's Te- the new. That's the the, that is the, the new. Teasers. By the way, this is the new thing in Hollywood. If you yeah. ever know, we get much teasers. Yeah, we get teasers for a te- for a trailer. Well, Saw didn't do that. It was actually the no, trailer. It was, <laughs> it was, it was just a trailer. No, we got the bootleg version, and then it, then no, we got, the real, got the real thing. But but the there there's been a thing le- recently where a lot of movies have done the teaser for the trailer. Yeah. So it's not even a teaser trailer. It's a teaser for uh, the trailer premiere. And they and usually really just show like a close up of the poster and like. And then they're like, Thursday. Yeah. Beware. You know, and you heard Candyman talk, which if that was Tony Todd, they either lifted that from the original movie or somebody else is doing the voice or they. I don't know. If, they, if that was from this out, movie. Stay tuned. We will find out Thursday. Well, we won't. Obviously, won't. Next week, we will be talking about that trailer. I, oh, yeah. I would. I would almost guarantee that we're going to be dissecting it. No and, pun intended. Uh, but teaser. But teaser wise, it's, it's literally cool. dissecting. Yes. Literally. Yeah, we're going to have like a frog and the and we're gonna cut open and the, the trailer. Computer. We're going to cut it right open and we're going to see what makes it tick. So yeah, it's coming. Uh, so you know, we'll have the trailer up on uh, on our Facebook page and on Twitter uh, as soon as it hits on Thursday. So you know, once it comes out, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you guys think. We know we're going to be excited to see it. So. Uh, next thing we got is uh, there is actually, and I'm excited about this. Um, back in 2009, there was a very underrated horror movie by the name of Orphan that came out. Yeah. And uh, had a great twist ending. And uh, there's actually a prequel that's uh, going to be uh, starting production this fall. And it's going to be titled Esther, which, of course, was the name of the little the, girl yes. in the movie. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I dug that movie, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they can do with this. I think that is a underrated gem of a movie. Um, yeah. A great performance from, I forgot, the the little actress there. Uh, wasn't a Skarsgård in that? Sarsgård. Sarsgård. Peter Sarsgård was in Peter that. Peter Sarsgård. I get yes. the Sarsgård and the Skarsgård mixed up. That happens. That can happen. And watch, uh, watch uh, one of the late night things with... Uh, the Skarsgård that was uh, Pennywise. Yeah. He talks about He talks that. about Sarsgård and Skarsgård. Yes. But Isabel Furman was uh, the name of the actress. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, 
She was great. Yeah, she hasn't done anything since? She's or? been in a couple of things here and there. Um, she kind of pops up from time to time. Um, she was but, in the Hunger Games. Like a pretty demanding role uh, for a little kid, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, She's only 22 now. Yeah. She was, she would have been what, about... 10 yeah 9 or 10 at that point and it gets into some, and she was great and it gets into some like really tough you know controversial areas you know the movie does and oh yeah and uh they did it they pulled it off in a way that worked you know it could have easily gone wrong yeah um but vera farmiga was in that of yeah, course well, I mean, great great cast great movie great twist great great very very great very great so i don't know i'm excited to see it i am too all right, so the biggest news that I've got this week, now I know you guys are extremely excited, so excited you didn't even know what I was talking about when we uh, had our little meeting before the show. Yeah. Uh, so in 1976, there was one of several Jaws ripoffs that came out. It was a movie called Grizzly, and it was about a man-eating grizzly bear that was 18 feet tall, 2,000 pounds, and uh, yeah, yeah, just use your imagination. Is that, is that too unrealistic for what a bear is? I don't know what I don't the know. dimensions of an actual bear. I've only been mauled by seven or eight grizzly yeah. bears in my life so it's it's hard to say you look good though yeah it, it's really hard to say but um now the where we're going with this is in 1983 a sequel was actually put into production and a lot of it was filmed for a sequel it, it was going to be called grizzly 2 revenge and uh the movie was never finished and just kind of basically sat around collecting dust unfinished and uh over the last couple of decades i, I believe did you like, say decades 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but years ago, a producer by the name of Suzanne Nagy gained control of the film and finally finished this. So, um, like shot new footage. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming. Or just like edit. Was it already all shot? It wasn't finished. So I don't know if it just needed editing. If she added more scenes that I don't know. We're going to have to see the movie when it comes out. We can get Grizzly too, but we can't get the justice league Snyder cut. Huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, and that's exactly what's going to happen here. But uh, per the film's Wikipedia page, I just kind of want to quote this. Uh, the main scenes from Grizzly 2 were completed, but before special effects uh, featuring a huge electromechanical bear could be used, the executive oh producer, Joseph Proctor, <laughs> disappeared with all the funds. <laughs> disappeared? Disappeared. <laughs> with some sources saying that, that he was jailed during the time of the filming. Oh. So they filmed footage of a live bear, however, attacking a live rock concert. And, uh, which was shot in Hungary. Attempts have been made to recut the film with more scenes, but to date, the film has never been released. A bootleg version of the original film uh, work print was released in 2007. So so that's per the Wikipedia page. So this thing is right. just getting better and better by the minute. This to top great. things off, so to, to top things off, starring in this movie in a, in a very small role, I'm assuming they get mauled by the electromechanical bear, George Clooney, Charlie Sheen, and of course Laura Dern. They're yeah. all in this movie playing campers that get mauled by this bear. I'm gonna guess that none of them are gonna get out alive. Yeah, and I love that this is on their IMDb credits. Yeah, I know. I wonder oh, how. Man. I wonder if maybe what where the where the where the disappearing uh, funds went was maybe George Clooney was trying to keep this thing like hidden, like Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger did. Where... I feel like he would be totally game for whatever. You know, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes too. <laughs> you know like he's you think Clooney'd be down for all he's that? proud of all that i mean he's got a good sense of humor right i he hope seems to i i think so i mean he's got 
fun things to say about his stint as Batman. Yeah. And I was going to say, if he's going to own up to Batman, he can own up to this. Yeah. yeah. And right now is the he perfect from time. Dusk till Dawn, which the, was great, but. For, right now is the perfect time for a movie like this. Sharknado yeah. was huge, man. Imagine, imagine yeah. if they, they did like a cool release where these actors came in, ex- minus Charlie Sheen and. Well, I don't want to say anything bad about Charlie Sheen, but maybe minus Charlie Yeah, especially, you know, the part where he was sleeping with women when he knew he had AIDS. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's a pretty awesome Besides guy, right? that point, he's just great. Yeah, I think we leave Charlie Sheen out of this. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't, like, just, like, blurt him out. Maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they cut him out of the part, final maybe, cut. Maybe, maybe they gave him some uh, some old school payback social justice. He just got he just got mauled in the movie. So they're like, fuck yeah. it. Just <laughs> him in. So they had to have shot like the new stuff must be like the bear then. Right? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find <laughs> out. But great. I want to get a hold of this movie once I it hits. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I hope it goes to theaters. Yeah. Somehow, some way, I somehow think it's going to be more of a like a direct to uh, to YouTube kind of thing, or maybe you have to like search the dark web probably, to get it. But it, it probably it's won't be, be it won't be as good as Llamageddon. No, don't even set your hopes up on that. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, that. Oh, there, I don't know if there was ever a There's, movie. There was <laughs> there a trailer. Wasn't really a, there was a oh. trailer. Oh, you don't need to hear can, about that. You, you can, can order it for, you can order $1 for one million, million dollars. dollars. Yeah. Oh, I did hear. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I an older story, this. but yeah. yeah, that was early on in but our dude, show. That, yeah, like, that came out. That, that trailer was epic. because you became the llama. I, I yeah, I know, and I was I was excited. I wanted to see the movie. I didn't want to pay a million dollars. We were just gonna we were gonna. That was after the bad taste in our mouth. It was Leprechaun Returns, and we paid for that. That, unfortunately yeah never wait, again wait, you paid for le- wait what do you mean oh yeah uh, we both spent money on the the on-demand version of leprechaun returns so we, we could both cover it for the show back. yeah oh. never again and since then we've never made that mistake again even, wait, yeah. even with that better director movies did what else leprechaun returns and i believe titanic and terminator 2 i think i think that that's who oh, did james it. cameron yes, yeah it was james cameron james cameron's <laughs> leprechaun returns avatar. i could be wrong i might be way off that's yeah. why we're getting yeah. avatar returns yeah and then avatar uh, begins yeah Got to make up, and then Leprechaun begins and returns comes back. And comes back Avatar, yeah. ever, Avatar forever. Avatar forever. We're just gonna Avatar, uh, Avatar and Robin. Avatar yeah, and Robin. We'll just, yeah. yeah. Do you think? It, well, we we can't talk about that. But good lord, Avatar. What, what's is anybody going to see those movies? I never saw the first one. It uh, was, put it this way, I think they're way to. too late on the sequels. And every time you turn around, they get pushed back again. Now, allegedly, the new one is supposed to come out in 2021. Now, so I don't wow, know. yeah, original. Wow. It keeps getting every year. It gets pushed back another year, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put like eight of them out in a row." And I'm like, "I don't think anybody cares." Yeah, yeah. but he he was out there making all that noise about how people were gonna have superhero fatigue, and then Infinity War and Endgame hit, and and, Bird, and well, not Birds of Prey. Not but yeah, but I'm just saying, Birds of Prey was Birds good. Of Prey Birds of Prey was a very good. good movie. It just though. bombed. I just want yeah. to throw it out there. Very good movie. Go not see right. Birds of Prey. Yeah, it's really Go good. See it. It's really it's good. good. Yeah, actually, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Anyways, uh, yeah, I did too. Uh, do we got any more horror news? A couple more things. The Haunting of Bly Manor finished production this weekend. Okay. We're excited about that. I can't yeah, wait. I don't even know when they haven't really announced when that's going to be releasing. I hope it's going to be Halloween time. Yeah. I wish, yeah. you know, just like I the first know. one, it'd be perfect if it comes out in like September, October. You feel like they would did a, did a better job and gone out and gotten a new director. I mean, that guy, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they've, yeah. Well, Flanagan's <laughs> overseeing everything. Yeah. I think he only directed one or two episodes. Yeah. He's, of he's it, just the which, producer. He's that kind of has me a little bit worried. There was a different uh, production crew with this one, too. With so. my professor hat on, this is adapting Henry James' stories. So it's messing with turn of the screw and it's blending in other short stories of his specifically Flanagan has mentioned the jolly corner, which is one of my personal favorite, like ghost stories. And it's very creepy. Um, if they do this, 
this might be it could be yeah i'm sure it's gonna be better than what the turning was so yeah if well yeah we're gonna have a good version maybe it's a shame that flanagan isn't doing the whole thing but whatever yeah He's overseas. We'll see. So. Hey, Somehow I have a feeling I'm going to be a little I'm, I'm, bit. I'm still on board. I, yeah. I'm on board with it. I can't wait for it. I have a feeling I'm going to be a little disappointed compared to Hill House because that was so good. Well, I actually, I've the got, last two Octobers I've watched that. that so. well, here's the thing. The problem is whenever you do something like Hill House, it's the it, the unknown. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? Like it came out, of, like like we knew it was coming out, but it was unknown as in you nobody knew how good it was going to be. Yeah. And so it, it, there's no expectation set. There was nobody like, okay, this show is going to be, you know, has to be here. It's got to fall on this line or that line so when it comes out there's no bar so when it exceeds and it does super well you're like okay there's no bar you know that it is what it is now season two technically if you want to you know basically what this is yeah is is now you have a bar though and that bar yeah. is like super high and that's the problem when you you get into that with fans i mean when you're being a critic sometimes you you take that into account and you go okay i try to set the bar lower just so that way it's fair yeah. with, with with fans that's not who you the critics aren't who you have to press it's the fans and the fans yeah. are going to have this high bar going in so i i feel like it's incapable hands so i feel like we could be meeting the expectations if it's filmed in the the same style that Flanagan shot Hill House. You know, if the camera's moving around the same, you know, if it kind of has that same feel, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, they're probably, I mean, there's good source material. Usually for they it. would study, it's almost like a ghostwriter in in a sense. You, you hire a director who's competent that can match what was happening in the first. And like, if Flanagan's producing, he's probably handpicked the person, you know. Um, I, I think a lot of people going to what Rich is talking about, um, when the first season came out, there was a solid fan base for Flanagan. Like I've been following, yeah, the, yeah. I've been following the guy since Absentia came out, and like he he rarely dis, he he's never disappointed. Really, there there's what was the Before I Wake? I think that was yeah, kind of yeah. like eh, I liked but it, it, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was creepy. Like it, it, there's things about it that are great, you know. Uh, but for that to be his weakest is you know holy holy shit, you know. Right. So I think. Uh, in Flanagan, I trust um, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. I agree. I think it'll I be just fine. But once again, like I said, the only thing they have to overcome is the bar this time. Last yeah. time they didn't have a bar. This time they'll have a bar. I, I, I think it's incapable. He'll, hands. he'll, he'll be able to, I think it's incapable hands. Yeah. If it wasn't incapable hands, then I'd be worried. Right. If he walked away from the project and it was somebody completely new producing, I'd be like, okay, we can, we might be in trouble. Her life right. is in your hands, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last but not least, and cue up the sound bites, pick any one of them that you want to for this one. Pick, pick multiple ones. If you want to, uh, Brahms, the boy too. Hit theaters this past weekend. Now, the first movie, the original movie, made almost $75 million at the box office, and I believe it was about a $10 million budget. This one also carried a $10 million budget, and it made only $5.9 million this past weekend. Yes, I think it's safe to say that this movie stinks. Well, here's the thing. I can't can't sit here and judge the movie because I have not seen it. I haven't either. And I can also not judge the original because I did not see that either. Nor have I. It it falls. Here's the problem. It falls into horror commentators we are. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. And I I explained this on the Three Fat Nerds podcast because it came up because we do the box office report. Uh, The thing is, it falls into that kind of movie that I don't usually watch. Yeah. I'm not big on, as you know, I'm not very big on the haunted house, possessed kind of things. And and possessed dolls fall into that. It has to exceed. It has to be super good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I.e., if it's, as you know, if I go see a haunted house movie, it has to be like 
you know, up there with The Conjuring. Yeah. If I go see like a a a, 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 a you know a, you know a possessed movie, it has to be The Exorcist or Poltergeist level. I don't. I don't I'm not really like big on movies because those movies can get real hokey easy. Yeah. And the same thing they with the doll. Always do. Well, think the same thing with the doll. Because think about it. Child's play is child's play. It has to. It, it at least steered into the hokiness and made it funny. Whereas most of the other movies take themselves way too seriously. And I think that's why I don't enjoy the Annabelle movies. Some of them were all right, but then again, we just watched that dumpster fire that was the last one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like, and it just reminded that reminded me reasons why you're like, ah, I can't stand it because even when they're all right, they do some hokey shit that I just don't like. Right. And so like, I'm on this, yeah. I'm on this path where that's probably why I didn't see the boy because I, I'm like, okay, here we go, possessed doll. Boom. And now with the sequel, even though it was widely panned, that makes me wonder because it was so widely obviously liked. If you're going to make 75 million as a horror movie without being like one of the big franchises, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. how is it that you can't get more than, you know, less, right around 6 million? Cause it was like 5.9 or whatever. 5.9. So yeah. So we'll say 6 million for argument's sake. So you couldn't get six more than 6 million to come out to see that. I mean, so where's the disconnect? Was it because it wasn't advertised? Well I enough? don't think it was advertised. Right. I, I, I don't, I didn't I don't, see much I didn't about see it. it anything i saw Once again, stuff yeah. but but it was real real close to the time yeah. only about the last two weeks i saw anything there was nothing I so i think that's part of disappointing it. so far this season we're like what oh for four oh for five i mean uh, but here's the thing there's been uh, i from what I, I haven't seen it yet i will be i promise i will see it before the next recording because i i do have a little bit of time in the morning ron says fantasy island was super entertaining he said yeah, I, I do he, i was thinking he, about he said that he said it, well. he said it reminded him of cabin in the woods Oh, cool. He said that it was that kind of movie where where it was like there was like comedy, there was it. He was like, but then there was it's like a horror element. It's self it's self aware, but there was like a horror element. He was like, and then the twist. He was like, he promised. Me. He's like, the twist. You'll love the twist. There is an actual you know, twist in the movie, and that's you know, it again. It's it's all <laughs> but it in didn't, right, it didn't I'm do go see it. right. It didn't do well in the box office. But right. I, I mean, I, well, I haven't That's seen it either. I'm just going by what Ron told me. Right. And, and I, 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 ju- I trust Ron for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I Ron, be. I trust. Ron, I, I, I've agreed. <laughs> I've seen a few movies with him now. And, you know, I, I've agreed with what we've, you know, seen, you know, in our assessment with things. But like this this movie, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you. You know, this just doesn't look them. good. But it may be good. You know, maybe this, maybe everybody's given this bad reviews and it might be good. I was telling uh, the professor earlier, or yesterday, I think I was messaging you, uh, texting. Yesterday, I actually finally saw Three from Hell. And um, I actually really, although it was the worst of the three movies in that trilogy, yeah. everybody has given that movie pretty much a zero out of ten. Yeah, man, it, it's just generally been panned by everybody, and I did not mind it. Yeah. I thought the baby was over the top, but she was written that way. There, she no, lost her mind. Yeah. And I I don't know. The, the, the way it was shot was very shoddy this time. It, it was, was very no, poorly produced. There were no scenes. So just it so, was it was just like a rehash, like a cheap rehash of Devil's, uh, Reject. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, but yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah, it, it was unnecessary. It should have ended with the with the with the Devil's Rejects. Yeah. But I didn't hate it like everybody else on the planet has. I I was somewhat entertained. It anyway. should have been them coming back from hell because they clearly died at the end yeah. of Devil's Rejects. So so just to, we're on the same page. Brahms the boy too uh, has a audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of forty one percent, and it has See? a tomato meter score of eleven percent. Well, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> well, that's that's not good. That's not good at no, all. No, and no, I'm no. just going to read the first one. No, I just so I, I'm just going to read the first. This is a critic, obviously. Uh, Jimmy O from Joe Blow's Movie Emporium. I, it's just the first one that came up. So I'm they just give it a one, one out of ten. I think 
Yeah, he says, while the actors desperately try to make something out of nothing, yeah. it's so terribly predictable and silly that audiences are more likely to have an occasional quiet chuckle than a scream. Yeah. Perhaps a more honest <laughs> response is repeated yawning. Yeah. I, I just read the first yeah, one. Yeah, he gave it a one out of ten. Like, yeah, it's wow. one out of ten. Yeah. But I, I just wanted I read to point, that review I, today. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like, go into depth. I just thought that, and I just, I love the fact that it's Joe Blow's movie Emporium, though. Like, yeah. that kudos to you and you just got a plug for me because that's arrow in the head.com it is so yeah yeah but that's still that they was don't still really good. call it that anymore they do but they don't it's, i love it's that more i love that Blow. name though joe blows <laughs> yeah movie emporium. emporium you guys are fucking awesome yeah <laughs> just Mr. for the name majorium's but... wonder emporium yeah Wasn't it just that, so happened like, you were the first one on my Heath list ledger's last movie yeah. no that was the imaginarium the of Doctor it was the same thing it was the exact same thing identical movies all right what else you got exact same thing well that's all i got for the news for this week i just want to throw out there but to add into the news before we go any further there is a australian trailer for antlers out now yeah oh. i purposely didn't watch it because it said yeah, there's even more footage and i yeah, don't want to see anything i didn't more. purposely watch it either that's why we're not going to dissect yeah, it i'm yeah, saying if you are into trailers because i i'm already pumped to see this movie yeah, so i don't want to see any more uh but the uh if you do want to see more trailers they said there's more blood there's more gore and there's more in this trailer than any other one that's why i'm not giving it a review because i was like i'm not clicking on this but uh i have I, a bad an australian I, I got a feeling about this movie i got two feelings about this movie one i think it's going to do very poorly at the box office for some reason but it's going to be amazing and two i think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal it's going to be one of those movies it's going to be one of those it's going to not gonna do, do well but it's uh, going to be not great. do well but do it's an amazing this is movie. the scott cooper directed no or, uh, uh this oh, is the no, um, i was thinking of del toro D- yeah this no, is he he's the producer it. oh he del just toro. produced it the tour is the producer i, I thought he directed what else it did this guy do though give Antlers. me two seconds i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna google it my mind google isn't it. working so 2020 film antlers uh, Scott Cooper. It's Scott Cooper. Yeah. Oh, it's being put out. By the way, it's a, this is a Disney movie. It's being put out by Searchlight, Searchlight Pictures, which well, is Disney. Yeah, know, this movie's uh, rated G. Produced hey, by, wow. Look, you know, listen, got deer and... I just want to point this out. It's produced by Guillermo del Toro, David Goyer, and J. Miles Dale. So. Yeah. Pretty good production. Wait, so Scott now, Cooper did what? This is the He's sequel. He's the director. Scott if Cooper's I'm not mistaken, this is actually what else did he do? He this did is the something. sequel to Bambi, correct? Uh, no, uh, it's based on a uh, short story called Quiet, "The Quiet Boy" by Nick. Anatoska. I hope I said that right. Sorry mm-hmm. if I didn't, but yes, it's based on a short story. Yeah, Cooper did Crazy Heart, Out of the yeah. Furnace, Black Mass, yeah, and Hostiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Crazy Heart is amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, I haven't I seen have any of his other stuff. Well, there you go. So that I just wanted to throw it out there. We don't want to spoil it for ourselves because we're already super pumped to see this movie because yes. it looks like an amazing creature feature. So I don't want to ruin it anymore. So, but if you would like to, if you're one of those people that has to see everything. There's an Australian trailer just giving you what you need because I guess it's a lot more gorier than the other ones have been. But with that, uh, I just want to remind you guys, if you would like to add anything about what we talk about on this entire show or what we've already talked about or anything at all, you just want to say hi, you can hit us up on social media. We are on uh, Facebook, HorrorZone607. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Remember, when talking about the show, to use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. Also, you can find all of our awesome stuff on 8122productions.com. There's reviews. The professor's got a review up there. Mike C's got some reviews up there. We'll probably have more of those coming. You got news and events that are going on for A122 Productions as a whole. You got our friends of the show like the ODPH and the musical guests like uh, Floodlands and uh, Shout Out to Robots and all of them and our sponsors. So much more.
more, everything you, you have to know about, go to 8122productions.com. And of course, if you would like to support this show financially and help us pay some of those bills, because trust me, we like providing this for you for free, but it isn't free for us, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get a ton of extra bonus content. You get shows early, and you can do all of that for $1 a month. So $12 a year, you get all the bonus content. We have two tiers, $1 and $3. It really is to help us uh, pay for the show and stuff like that. So go to patreon.com slash 8122productions. We are going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do a little segment. This past week was the the New York uh, Toy Fair. And I'm going to talk about some uh, horror toys that came out. There was actually quite a few and some pretty awesome ones. So we'll talk about that when we come right back. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone. It looks like we're getting a little uh, festive here. You know why? Because we're about to talk about the 2020 New York Toy Fair. And boy, was there some great stuff coming from there in NECA. And no, Mike, it's not the toys you were thinking about, sir. G.I. Joe? Yeah, yeah, well, they had new G.I. Joes, by the way. They're doing them kind of like the uh, Black Series for Star Wars. Really? What This year's this year's, this year's year's Toy Fair was kind of what is, what's old is new again. They're doing the original line of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys, and they're re-releasing all of them. Huh. That's, I, I'm not joking. That was one of the biggest things that came out. And, of course, Super Shredder. Yeah, Statue of Super Shredder looked amazing. But we're not here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, 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 no. We're not even here to talk about uh, Back to the Future, which we had there as well, or the wrestling figures or anything else. We're here about to talk about horror figures because NECA puts out some of the best horror figures on the market today. They did not disappoint as they unveiled some pretty awesome stuff. And we are going to start off, uh, that song was, of course, from Beetlejuice. And we're going to start off with talking about Beetlejuice because we are getting Toonie Terror C- uh, Series 4. Four. You've said his name twice. Be careful. Yes, I might have to be careful if I say Beetlejuice one more time. Oh, hi oh. And Michael Keaton's in the room. Yeah, I wish he was. Oh, hey guys. Because because <laughs> if he was in the room, I would ask him to say oh, the the Beetlejuice <laughs> line from the Batman movie. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> It really is. It really does sound like Beetlejuice when he does it. Yeah. So, anyways, speaking of which, so Toonie Terrors Series Four. If you guys don't know, they are inspired. They are horror figures that are inspired by the uh, Scooby Doo show. Uh, they kind of did them in a cartoon era. They, we've already gotten Freddy Krueger. We've gotten the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've gotten uh, Jason. We've gotten Hellraiser. We've gotten all the you know the nun even. They model uh, them like Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Style here, cartoon. here. Look at these. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you can see them at the table. If you guys want to see these at home, you can go ahead and see them all. So the first one I'm showing about is uh, for Series 4, the first one announced, which are going to come out in quarter three, was Beetlejuice, which he looks really fun. Uh, we are going to, you're going to hear this guy's name twice because Victor Crowley from Hatchet has got a Toonie Terrors. But, yeah. no, we'll get to that in a second. That's Don't worry. Cool. Don't jump the gun, Mike. We'll talk about him more in a second. Also, Sam. 
with two heads, by the way, nice. for Toonie Terrors. Uh, and last but not least, uh, from The Exorcist. Mike, this is what yeah. Mike's also with two heads. Yeah, I saw my buddy was going to actually be at the... Uh at the show. So dude, let's dive right year. in. And, and you can't see it in this picture as much because he's to the side. Uh, he is, uh, for what, Victor Crowley is getting his first eight inch figure that will also be out in Q3. Very detailed. That thing looks awesome. It looks amazing. So it looks like they come with a stand and a card. Or yeah, a, they usually come with multiple hands, multiple uh, heads. Uh, so you can pose them. And... Yeah, you can detach and put them into different poses. Uh, a lot of the NECA ones you can either leave in here. As you can see in our studio, I have a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, one. Uh, one right there if you wanted to ever pull it down and look at it. There's a few other NECA ones in here uh, as a collective. If you ever want to send us figures, we will never turn them down. You can send them to Dragon Master Games in in and you know in care of Horror Zone 607, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York, 13901. Anyways, uh, another big one, uh, Ghostface has got his first NECA character. You're going to see that right there with a picture in the studio I'm showing the guys. Nice. And uh, standing next to him, uh, Roddy Piper from yep. They Live also is getting a oh, NECA awesome. character. Uh, there's a close-up of Looks the Roddy exactly. Piper. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, and there's does. a close-up of Ghostface. That's cool. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I skipped past it. We are going to get a two-pack from NECA coming out as well. Uh, they are doing in quarter two, so very soon. We are getting a Halloween 2 two-pack of Dr. Loomis and Laurie Strode from Halloween 2. And also, and that'll be coming together in a two-pack. And you can also get Halloween 2 Michael Myers this year. So the nice. three of those oh, will wow. be on the market. You can build your Halloween 2 diorama, if you will. Another huge one, Gremlins. They put out a bunch of gremlins, uh, not oh, pictured. <laughs> By the way, not pictured. And gremlins too. It looks yes, like yes. a girl. Yes, it was from gremlins too. Also, not not pictured here, but uh, they have the flasher gremlin. Yes. It's also out, uh, which <laughs> I'm in. Uh, then from Jaws, we have Sheriff Brody Bruce? and Quint oh. from Jaws. Uh, those look pretty good with soft. Uh, with, Bruce uh, the shark. No, no, Bruce the Shark, no. no. <laughs> I was kind of, I was wondering about that. He's not working. Here it is. No. This is, by the way, for all those fans of the It Chapter 1 uh, NECA figure that had the four heads and everything else. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It Chapter 2 four head action figure. Uh, you can cool. see some of the heads there. And you can oh, change man. those heads out. Very, very Pretty cool. awesome. So there's a lot coming out. NECA's putting out a lot. And there's a lot more. Uh, also not uh, from NECA was uh, Godzilla toys. Uh, we're getting two new Godzillas this year, both from Japanese films. So sorry if you guys were hoping to see the Are Godzilla Are they doing the Kong. Shin Godzilla version? Yes. Good stuff. Oh, man. the professor's excited. Oh. Good stuff. There's He's wow. got both hands in the air like he just... Uh, like like he's a By referee way, calling for here's, a touchdown. Here's a close up on the wow. Toonie Terror Victor Crowley. That thing looks really cool. This is the Toonie Terror Victor That's Crowley. I like the other crazy. one better though. Oh yeah, but the other one is the actual. The skull. other one that has like the uh, the real overalls on and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that, right? the one that's the real deal. Uh, here is one of the uh, 12 inch uh, Godzilla figures that was is being put out. Jeez, how much are those going for? Uh, <laughs> I think pre sale on these these will be shipping in June. I do believe pre sales right around a hundred bucks, That's give or take. So cheaper than Rage Against the Machine tickets if yeah. you think about it. And no, here's I'd the here's rather have a Godzilla. And of course you you will know the difference. Here's the other Godzilla. Yep. That's, so there's yep. this one with the blue that's cool so you can actually this one you can actually take i don't know if it, it does oh there it is you can put the uh, blue bolt in his mouth okay so if you guys want to look these up sorry i know i'm, I'm talking into well, the studio but uh yeah uh, we can post these on our instagram yeah we'll be posting them on that and twitter these are definitely some cool things i'm i'm a big fan uh for might be a good way for us to kick off our real launch of instagram yeah so we do have an Instagram account. There's only six pictures up. That's right. But we got to get, we're going to get on. Here's the, here's the box. Here's the box for the uh, Godzilla ones, by the way. So Let me, uh, I just need to, here you take it. Take you it. need to touch it. 
I need to really get a good look. You can scroll. Actually, if you kick back, you can scroll them because there's there's a few more pictures of it. But anyways, uh, the one that I want to note that wasn't there that I don't have a picture off on the top of my head, but you can look at it. Uh, there, it's not by NECA. Another uh, toy company, I, I, I forgive me, I forgot which one, but you can look this up, are making the first action figure, if you will, or statue figure, 8-inch Art the Clown. Oh, yes. And really it looks cool. phenomenal. By it the way, looks, that is yeah. that is pre-sale for $139. All right. I know that because, of course, I look that up instantly. Yeah. But uh, that, yeah, that's a cool. That would be a cool one. To How have. much is that Victor Crowley one? Is that usually those ones run around a hundred dollars uh, too? No, or? the NECA ones usually the NECA eight inches are right around thirty to forty. Huh. So they're very high quality. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street one that one up I got there. That one was actually a Toy Fair exclusive when it first came out as well. Actually, somebody bought it for me. So this is year a few years old now. That one when it came out and hit store shelves, it was thirty five bucks. So I want to ask you this too because I've never gotten into collecting these things and I, I kind of want to. Um, do, are these things limited edition? Like they sell out and they're gone forever, or does like, can you go to like NECA's website and get some of these old ones? Uh, it depends. Uh, some of them are yeah, you have to get them in the line they're in and they're gone, and some of them are mass produced. Uh, you can tell the difference because usually they're numbered. Yeah. Uh, some of them will come back around though, so sometimes you might not be able to catch something, but it'll come back around and they'll re-release it. Gotcha. Uh, they're pretty good about that, but they usually go into a, they usually do the line. So like uh, every year they try to pick something new, and they definitely in the horror in the horror genre of, uh, for sure i.e they've done michael myers and halloween four they've done halloween five they've done uh, H, uh they've done the new one mm-hmm. uh there's a few that they haven't done yet i don't think they've done resurrection yet uh halloween two hadn't been done now they have also this year they're already on the shelves right now but they have the halloween three uh shamrock mask the uh, shamrock kids rocking the mask they have yeah. they have one of each uh, with multiple heads those uh, are out now those are out now they've been out for about a month or so the, uh, i do mondo, believe all of them together are 45 or 50 because you get three figures mondo gotcha. has beautiful sets of the soundtracks by the way mondo um the art company um, oh yes yes you've you've seen the halloween the, the one. records yeah the you soundtrack. have one of them yeah, right no i have one two and three okay yeah. and those are beautiful one, yeah yeah it's amazing also you can get them in different packaging because that one's like the so in the office I'm, i'll have to take a picture of it so you guys can see what we're talking about in the office i have the window box nightmare on elm street one you can also up here i have a uh new nightmare one but it's not in the window box because it wasn't uh one of the special ones like that it's still a great figure if you look at it, it's great detail more more heads and i also have the same kind of style in the littler box though for the uh for the chucky doll yeah that's so, really cool so there's there's different you know as a collector there's different ones you can get there's different levels some of them will be released in the ones with the open thing uh some people let them breathe and take them out of the packages i've always been a more mint on card uh 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 guy uh if i did buy a damage package i'd have no problem ripping them out sometimes i think about taking them out only because i'd love to set up some dioramas around because it is fun because they give you so much to play with they give you multiple heads of that when we go off the air i know i I, I keep saying if you guys want to look it up you can look up the uh, neca nightmare on elm street the first nightmare on elm street freddy that's the one i'm talking about uh but if you look at that there's a bunch of different pieces a bunch of different heads it's really cool it's a it's 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 a cool thing i've always got like a really good toy yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're good for statues. People build dioramas. Uh, the one group that I'm on Facebook, if you guys are interested uh, on the show or whatever, is, is, a, is NECA's national group. And uh, people will post, like, dioramas. I, there's a bunch of dioramas that ha- people have up where they have, like, different, like, they're Freddy attacking somebody. And, you know, they usually have, it's it's it's, it's cool stuff. And, yeah. and a lot of neat stuff. A lot of Predator, uh, a lot of new Predators coming out as well this year, uh, which is not unusual. We have, a, cool. we have an I alien, we have an alien, NECA coming out this year.
this year with the original facehugger, the cosmonaut with the facehugger. Uh, so uh, it's got two heads. It's got the regular cosmonaut hat, and it's uh, also got the facehugger one, which is pretty cool. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming out every year. NECA puts out some great stuff. Check it out. Uh, right now, I'm all about Toonie Terrors. I really do need to start collecting them because I think they're the best, but they've jumped so far in price because they became popular. I wish I would have gotten on that ship early because I could have gotten Series 1 and 2 cheap uh, before they jumped in price because everybody's gotten on them. They're roughly about $13 a pop now. Which, uh, when they first came out, I do believe they were right around eight. Uh, so yeah, so sometimes you got to jump on, but yeah, they the, the line so far they they aren't disappointing. You have Ash from the Evil Dead movies that was in uh, series three, also in series three was Nosferatu. Oh. Um, I'm so, trying to remember. Series one had like Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, you know, the usual suspects. And then series series two, uh, or Mike Myers was series two technically. He wasn't series one because I think they saved a couple of them. And now we've gotten into like even now the the the, the Victor Crowley one looks amazing, and also the eight inch actual NECA figure for Victor Crowley getting his first one. Uh, they just put out a new Hellraiser one from the first Hellraiser movie. Uh, that that's that wasn't they had it at the toy fair, but that was a new breaking. And they also have an Annabelle one that comes inside of the case. Oh, so it's right. a doll that comes in and mind, mind you it's only the, it's only you know six inches but most of it's inside of the case it's like a replica yeah it's like a replica of the, of the case it sits in yeah it's really cool it's a, some really neat stuff to come out from there so if you guys are into collecting and you're into horror movies it's a great way to do both in my opinion but uh check it out 2020 toy fair we'll throw some of it up on the twitter and the instagram uh throw some of the pictures out there and uh over the next few days so check it out and uh for sure like if you're into it i would say get into it if you wanted if you've ever been like hey should i collect them or not right now in our office we got a bunch of different pops and uh well, office studio same difference and horror stuff in the walls so it's good stuff and i always like it so and, and once again if anybody would like to send me anything i will always take that Dragon Master Games in care of Horror Zone 607, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York, 13901. That's right. I, I I will show that out if you want to send us stuff. If you Even if you have original <laughs> artwork, we got plenty of whole, wall space. I got I got new frames, too, by the way. AC Moore going out of business is the best thing that happened to our studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, All the frames. Yeah. Always have to have posters. Yes. So yeah. I got I to gotta get, get these uh, the rest of these things framed up. So with that, we are going to take our last break. And when we come back, we are going to start a new series. Uh, the, the professor is going to start a new series that, that we'll be having uh, off and on. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back from break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. It is time to talk some horror, and this week, 
the professor is going to take us to school. So we are going to be discussing and putting a spotlight here. And this is going to be an ongoing series that we are going to do uh, over the coming weeks and months. Uh, but we are going to be discussing some of our favorite directors. Uh, and uh, this isn't going to be just you know, a discussion of directors. I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about, like I said, a spotlight on individual directors and, and kind of like comparing them to the great directors of yesteryear, talking about the up and coming directors, talking about those that were supposed to be big and kind of fizzled out. Yeah. So, uh, so this week I know you have a little, a little snack directors, directors of note. Well, there's a lot of great talent. Um, currently there's, there's a lot of guys making waves, a lot of men and women in filmmaking that are, doing some really interesting things in the horror genre. So um, I think, yeah, it's interesting to take a retrospective and a perspective on what's going on. So um, absolutely. Uh, this week I'd like to talk about Robert Eggers, especially with the news that his new movie, The Northman, is uh, is in the works. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen any of Eggers' work. No. No, okay. not at uh, all. No. I've heard Sorry. that I wouldn't be a fan. You yourself have told I, me I wouldn't be a I fan. directly have said that, Mike, you probably wouldn't like his movies. You you would you would probably like The Witch. I've um, been holding off seeing it because I was afraid that I would be wasting like two and a half hours. The of Lighthouse, life. however, would make you angry. Rich, I don't know too much. Yeah, I, I might like The Lighthouse, but I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, um, but these these are the whether these are movies that are divisive. You know, you're either going to love them or you're going to hate them. They have very loyal followings. Um, I mean, the lighthouse is one of my favorite movies from last year. Um, the witch, when I saw it, um, had one of the most overwhelmingly scary moments, um, especially towards the end. Uh, black Phillip, if you know what I'm talking about, um, he starts speaking. And, um, if you saw it in the theaters, the way the sound design of the movie was, it felt like he was whispering in your ear and it's, the Robert Eggers knows how to make a movie and he knows sound design. He knows production design and he knows those tricks to really get under your skin in subtle ways. Um, so I think, um, the witch as a first film is very impressive. Um, it's, uh, you know, it felt like an old movie. It felt like you were watching something from that historical period. It's as realistic as it could possibly be about Puritan life um, back in the time period, like 16th, 17th century. Now, I've heard that the the language that they use is very unique, but also very hard to understand. And that's one of the reasons I haven't wanted to watch it, because I don't want to sit there and whatever. Do they have subtitles uh, or no? You can pro I mean, any DVD would have subtitles. Yeah. Oh, okay, but it's um, not like a foreign film where it's just going to be on there. Because I heard that it's almost like watching a foreign film. You can't understand half of what's being said. Uh, no, and that's one of the reasons why I've stayed away from it. It's not that bad. Um, it just is a dialect that, you know, it's got, it's, um, it's, it's this New England dialect. So there's a mix of different uh, languages. So it can be tough. But it mostly it, you can understand what's going on. It's, okay. It's not. It's not anything like um, it, you would be able to catch up with what's right. happening. I heard Anya Taylor Joy is great in it. Yeah. Um. I, I would also like to point out that she's also somebody I would like to take the prom or whatever. She uh, and she's actually in. Uh, she's been pegged to star in this uh, this Northman movie that uh, that so Andrews is teaming back at. up with him. Yep. So, um, yeah, and it's interesting that, you know, dialect from the witch, because that's a very big part of the lighthouse as well. 
again, um, another time period piece, um, historical piece where, you know, it's uh, 19th century or 18th century, one of those centuries. Um, he tends to go back a few hundred years. Um, but New England Island uh, Lighthouse, these guys are really, um, especially Willem Dafoe has this uh, old kind of seaman, <laughs> seaman, old seaman. Um, he has the dialect. He sounds like an old captain, like a like a pirate almost, um, but real. Like it sounds authentic. Um, clearly, Willem Dafoe's a guy who would have studied how people back in that time period would have right. actually been speaking, and especially somebody who lived by themselves in a lighthouse. You know, um, uh, Robert Pattinson kind of takes on more of like a Boston type accent in that one, which is which works really well, but. Language is a very important part of both both of those movies, and I'm sure we'll get some of that. The Northman, um, from, from what I understand, is going to round out his thematic trilogy of New England kind of folk horror tales. Um, so, you know, it started with The Witch, then it pushed forward a hundred or so years with The Lighthouse. Um, then probably, since this is a Viking revenge story, The Northman... Um, this is probably going to be going back hundreds and like hundreds of years. 1200s, 1300s, like yeah. somewhere in that era. Yeah. Um, what maybe. I'm thinking is, you know, uh, and there's not, there's relatively little known about it. You know, the only person who's really spoken about it is Eggers has said a few things and his uh, cinematographer from the lighthouse was saying, he, he's the one that quoted saying that this is going to round out his quote unquote spiritual trilogy. Um, so, um, he says it's a Viking revenge story. Um, so from that, I, the way Eggers works, I almost get a sense. Did you guys see Valhalla rising the Nicholas mm, winding no. Refn? So yeah, the professor, I, I always just talk about things that you guys haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, you like more artsy things yeah. and we don't. So, well, I'm it's, willing to give these things a try. I want to watch you, The Lighthouse. I just won't pay to see it. And I have a feeling I'll have to pay if I want to watch it. No. Uh, Maybe I'll, it'll show up on Netflix at some point. But Actually, I think... The it, Witch is on Netflix right now. The Witch is on Netflix. The and Witch I'm, got a wide release, though, didn't it? Yeah, so oh, The Lighthouse... The Lighthouse didn't. It got more of like a... Well, I saw it here. Yeah, but I don't think it, it was, was like a was, big, giant, wide release. I think it had more of a limited release, and it was kind of yeah late it was, to the party yeah um it was uh only for a few nights or a few weeks yeah. at least but um yeah e- either way uh you you would probably like these movies um valhalla rising no not so much but um it's it's uh nicholas winding Refn, the guy that directed drive and uh neon demon okay um neon demon's great uh if you get a chance to check that out a great horror movie um but Valhalla Rising was with Mads Mikkelsen. He plays like a one-eyed Viking prisoner who is stuck. Um, he he's a prisoner for these for this group of Vikings that actually ends up traveling to the New World, and they get into this like crazy trip. You know, it's, the movie's literal, almost like a trip. You know, gotcha. Um, so it's very artsy and very weird. Um, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, I'm not into that the, kind of the thing. The Witch is an actual solid horror story. It's okay. scary. It's creepy. Um, it builds up. There, it's really sad, especially like what happens to the to the middle son. Um, the, it's just overwhelmingly tragic. Um, the acting is really solid, and Anya Taylor Joy is great. Um, was it her first role? 
Yeah, it was the first I ever heard of her. It was if she first... was ever in anything before. That, that was like her big breakout role. If yeah, anything. it was the first time I had seen her. And like I said, I'd like to take her to like the prom or the snowball. She's... You know, if, if you're listening, Anya. She's she's got excellent taste as an artist. Like she is really picking as a young actress. It's great to see someone picking the roles that she's doing. She and was even... great in Split. Yeah, and really like, good in Split. You know, to speak to how much you know how interested I am in what she does. I even want to check out that new Emma movie. They they did a remake of Emma, and she's Emma in it. The Jane Austen, um, and yeah, it's currently in theaters. Apparently, oh, it's, it's already out. Yeah, yeah it's don't out. Know anything about it? Yeah, um, worth we're checking out. So, um, either way, Anya Taylor Joy, she's she's in it. Nicole Kidman, she's one to watch. She uh, Nicole Kidman's pegged to star in it. So now he's you know he's got Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. He's really starting to get start. People want to be in his movies. They're like, wow, this is something. So let me ask you this. So after seeing that, you know, his first couple of movies and knowing what is coming next, do you see him always doing these like, you know, what, what am I looking to say here? Like these, these limited release movies that are very art housey. And yeah. like, do you think that this is his shtick? He's a one trick pony when it comes to that sort of thing. Or can you see him doing something bigger? Like we're looking for the director, the next director for the next nightmare on Elm street movie. Here's uh, our guy. He's, he's never going to be a mainstream director. I don't think. Okay. Um, but his movies are very, like the lighthouse is way different than the witch. Like, they they are very artsy, but they're not artsy in the same way. Okay. Um, the witch, I I mean, they both feel like they're from the time periods they're in. They feel like historical artifacts. Um, the witch, you know, embraces color picture making. You know, it's it's like a it, it's in color, and it really he he has a mastery of the use of color and lighting and use of shadow and everything and that especially comes out in a black and white movie like the lighthouse yeah um the aesthetic of the lighthouse um the way it was shot was like a 1920s film right um so it looked like a 1920s silent film and he was he was originally supposed to do a remake of nosferatu so like i remember hearing that it almost is like he kind of i don't know that i ever want to say i tried to watch the original one i couldn't get through it it was i couldn't do it i just i can i tried to do the silent films yeah people our our friend luke let me borrow a couple of them and i just couldn't get through it and then he actually let me borrow the remake and i thought that was just the most boring god-awful oh my god i want that time i i I fought off falling asleep through the whole movie it was horrible so if that's what they're going to be making you're nodding your head i assume you agree with me rich no yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know that i could unless it's going to be something completely different that's actually going to have action to it and it's not going to be this boring snooze fest then okay but i mean it, this isn't my kind of movie this isn't my kind of director so he seems like he'd be the perfect guy to do it yeah it'd yeah. probably be more like the the original silent film the way it looked if he was to do it yeah uh well, just to kind of get he he he's got some versatility. Like the witch is a family story. It's a story about how a family falls apart, especially when they're on the edge of the wilderness, um, when beliefs come into play, and when there's actually like a supernatural entity mm-hmm. out there. Um, the lighthouse is a story about isolate. I mean, they're both stories kind of about isolation, but it's just two guys stuck on an island together, um, and they start to go. Uh, especially Robert Pattinson's character it gets into like whether or not 
you know, they might be the same person. Right. You you could argue, you could debate that. Um, But like once they start going crazy, it goes crazy in the context of the time period. Like he's seeing things from folklore, from like, you know, mermaids and like tentacle creatures and all this stuff. And like these figures like Poseidon almost, you know, like uh, these really kind of classic sea faring images, you know, from that kind of uh, those kind of tales. Right. So, um, he's really got a mastery and he's got like a different, um, he's got a different take on these types of themes. Like isolation is a major theme that he talks about, but it's very, it's handled very differently in the witch and it's very different in lighthouse. I imagine Northmen were talking about Vikings, um, coming to, you know, North America. So probably isolation They're They're feeling out of place and it's a revenge story. That's always isolating people. There's, um, so, you know, it's got two of the scars guards as well. You know, the scars guards are always good. I didn't write down which, Peter. I, I didn't write down which scars guards. <laughs> is, is, is it the SARS guards and the scars guards? No, or just, it's just the scars guards. It's just the scars. The scars. So guards. we won't be seeing any SARS guards in this movie. And Willem Dafoe pegged again um, to be in it. So it looks like he's building his. Who's no relation to the scars guards or the SARS guards? Yeah, he may uh, be. that we know of. He may be. He may he be might a distant be. cousin. He could be. He could be. Yeah. Yeah. The Defoe's and Scars Guards and Sars Guards are way back. <laughs> Eggers is building his house. Um, he's going to round out his thematic trilogy here of North, you know, New England folklore horror. But um, you know, I'm really interested to see what he does after that because I think, I think he 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 might go a little mainstream. I mean, his movies don't have they have some mainstream appeal. There's but what can s- you see him doing outside of these these artsy? I, uh, you know, very, um, you know, intricate for this way he's making. Is, is he going to be throwing his name in the hat of the Nightmare on Elm Street director? No, no. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily saying no, that, I'm but just, you no, have I'm, like, I'm just asking, like, going. Or I wouldn't would want to see him. I wouldn't no, right, 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 right. I'm just saying, do you think he's that versatile? Do you, do you think he's versatile that he could be like doing a conjuring movie? He, or, he or, could, he could, but he's maybe not, not even that, to. but like, I'm thinking, yeah, like, I'm just saying an, an yeah, esque. Yeah. I shouldn't say the like movie, but I'm even thinking like something like an It Follows, like something that was so unique and so good, and it was it was a divisive so film itself. So unique but. that you can change right now with these guys in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like you know, John Carpenter uh, had his shtick. They were mainstream movies, but they were these classic, legendary films, and they were all. You know, you go back and you watch those movies. They're all completely different, but they all feel like a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. It sounds like this guy. You watch his movies. It feels like an Eggers movie. Yeah. So he, he's what got, do you see him doing if it was something a little bit more on historical, the mainstream side? It, well, he's got his historical horror niche right now. Um, if he were to do something in the modern day, I would be interested to see something like set outside of his wheelhouse, outside of New England. It would be cool to see him take on like a commercial thing. Um, he has the capability. I mean, like, you know, he clearly has the chops as a director. He knows how to work a camera and everything. But from what I understand, he mostly does tactile film. Like he uses actual film, um, not digital, you know? So like, he's kind of like old school, 
Um, kind of like a Christopher Nolan, but right. before. That's uh, what um, Courtney Gaines was telling us they did with uh, Candy Corn, if I'm not mistaken. No, they, they went did, back well, in and they... Well, they, they did it on digital, but they went back in and degraded it like it was regular. Is that what it was? I know yeah, he kind edited, of explained it. They added because you can edit digital in a way. Uh, it takes a lot more work. He said that it was very, very precise so, work that so they put into it. With him doing period pieces and historical pieces, would you think that he would be a good guy to possibly do something Lovecraftian if it was a big enough movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be... See, that would be something I would really like him to see. Like, uh, adapting a classic horror story. Okay. Um, not so much, like, the franchise stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah. Although it would be cool, but, like, like we were talking about weeks ago with Osgood Perkins doing, like, Friday the 13th. You know, no. we don't need... Yeah, I'm not sold on we him. Do, we don't need these those types of directors doing those types of movies. No, unless they you. Unless they really get it. Like, they right. get that they have to make an entertaining Osgood movie. Perkins has not proven to me that he gets anything when it comes to I don't horror. Think, I don't think he can make an entertaining movie. Uh, I don't think so either. If Black he got a hold of a Friday the 13th him... movie, and I hope that I'm wrong. If he ends up getting it, I hope he proves me wrong, but if he ended up with, like, Friday the 13th or something like that, you know... It better be it better a slasher be, film. It better be a darn good film. It yeah. better go back to the roots of Friday the 13th got, and be, like, one of the it's 80s It's gotta be a slasher film. Movies. See, like, someone like Eggers, though, like, they'll be like... He would, he would be like, no, I choose directly not to make a slasher movie, you know? Right. Like... He would no. ha- it w- something would have to be presented to him in such a way I feel right but I don't know the guy personally who knows um I it seems like he's got his he, he's very you know commanding you know um Robert Pattinson had a hell of a time um if you've read interviews about him filming the lighthouse like he actually those two butted heads because Eggers just pushed him to the limit you know and it was a very brutal shoot they were on this island out in the weather you know like it was it was old school they were they were roughing it and um you, you know he pushes his actors he's got like a kubrick thing almost i was just gonna say like i i don't ever want to see it happen but if they decided i'm ready to remake the shining can you see him doing something like that and making it just as good in a completely different way but something not a remake i could see him making the next like shining though you know like you know how kubrick made the shining and it was like oh right. this is a big thing i could see him doing a movie like that so maybe like another stephen king f- movie yeah or? like he he adapts a work or does something where it's like holy shit so because like, he's saying a very good artistic uh representation right. of a horror movie yeah so i mean okay. the shining at the end of the day shining that's all it is it's a very artsy yeah, but it, it does it, have uh, there's but there's a mass appeal to it I, as well. I yeah. think he he has that he has at least one of those in him. Like I think there's okay. something like that coming cool. from him. I mean, from what it sounds like, it does sound like he's got that more Kubrick style of shooting. Yeah, yeah, and he's he yeah very much control over everything and old school ways of filmmaking and complete. He he um he's got his aesthetic. He's got his look. Gotcha. There you go. Well, that's that opened up the the first uh, director's uh, spotlight. So from time to time, we'll be dropping in the director's spotlight. Sometimes it'll be super big major director. Sometimes it'll be uh, up and comer. It's a good. To sh- it's good to shine the light on somebody. Oh, yeah. It really is because I mean, we could sit here and talk all day about John Carpenter flicks and you know until the cows come home. But everybody knows how great John Carpenter is. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Everybody knows how great you know uh, Stephen King books are. So if we were talking in the books realms or you know not necessarily adaptations 
differences. But Kubrick, we just talked about Kubrick. Everybody knows. So it's easy to compare a director to another director. Uh, so it's, it's nice to get a shout out to there's, this. There's some, some fresh, there's some fresh faces in horror filmmaking. Oh, and yeah. It's looking promising in the commercial end and in the indie end. Well, now we have we have some pretty promising uh, uh, houses making those movies, too. I mean, you have Spectre Vision on a smaller end yes. from Elijah Wood making some Elijah great horror, Wood. horror God movies. God bless Elijah Wood. And then you have Blumhouse, of course, making some of the bigger horror movies. Uh, but at least they're getting the licensing done. And yeah. th- that's what they do. They make horror movies. And you don't really see a Blumhouse movie that doesn't have... It's not a horror movie. You yeah. know? So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's nice to see that we're finally getting back into that, you know, the, that going on. I mean, we had that little renaissance in the early 2000s when Platinum Dunes was just making mostly horror movies and remakes. And then that kind of fell apart and went away. I mean, they're still around, but I mean, it fell apart that that's all they were doing. And now it looks like Blumhouse has picked up that ball in a big, bad way. Uh, So we we have plenty of opportunity, of course, and we're not even talking about the independent place. So we'll keep our eye on that. Of course, uh, with that, uh, if you want to talk about anything, you want to to throw out what you thought about the lighthouse or anything else that we talked about, you want to talk about toys or whatever you want to talk about, we're here to talk about that. Any directors you want us to feature? Yeah, any directors, any movies you want us to see, you name it. It's endless that you guys can request. You just go ahead and take advantage of that. You can do that on Facebook, HorrorZone607 like and share that page you can follow us on twitter and instagram at horrorzone607 for all the social medias use that hashtag hz607 and of course uh, visit 8122productions.com see what we're up to in the future check out our friends of the show like the ocho duro parlay hour like uh the phosphines from melbourne australia like floodlands and slash crimson brethren like second suitor like uh shout at the robots all those great bands of course our local sponsors including the people who provide our studio dragon master games occasionally if you hear some noise in the background and it's because we are in a very very live and active uh, game shop. Uh, but they bless us with this awesome studio, so yes. we appreciate it so much. It gives a little uh, shout out there. They got you know? rowdy today. Oh, yeah, they do, get, they do get rowdy when they're playing From time their to D. Time that happens. When they're playing their D&D, they get, they get a little antsy in their pantsies. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, of course, you know, also you can see the events and stuff we're up to where we can post pictures and stuff. You can still see the stuff from our fall launch. You get to see, uh, you know, Diesel being terrified of Art, Art the yes. Clown, the actual real David Howard Thornton in full makeup. You can also also see our pictures with Courtney Gaines, not the ones from the Baseball Hall of Fame. We didn't really take any, which is sad. We should have taken. Yeah, we didn't get of, any there. We should have taken pictures at the baseball. Me, me, and Mike C hung out all day while everybody else was setting up and being bored at the venue. We were hanging out in Cooperstown, yeah, New York, with Courtney and, Gaines yeah. at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Probably my favorite time of the Baseball Hall of Fame. That was really cool. Nice. Uh, that but, was you really know, cool. I wish we had those, but we can tell about those stories. Uh, and of course, the events that are coming up. Of course, May second and third, we will be at the SUNY Broom Ice Rink for BroomCon. Uh, tickets for that event: BroomCon.com. Vendor space are almost filled up but if you want to get a few of those left there's broomcon.com as well uh and then there'll be more dates i mean i'm gonna i, I might i might try to go down and visit monster mania i was a little uh, disappointed in the uh uh the uh, uh autograph prices <laughs> yeah yeah they're outrageous um, and, and the ticket prices and stuff i mean i like that's i think that's why i like the medium to smaller size conventions because right. you get to meet more people you get to have more intimate uh, react and interactions and, and you, you never know you might go to one of these things and end up taking taking one of them to the baseball hall of fame exactly i you mean know? well that was one we sponsor so it doesn't know. matter we still got yeah, to do I, it 
I will be going to the Saratoga uh, Comic Con this May. Okay, um, right so on. We'll be reporting from that. Nice. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, well, we usually we do, but you know, sometimes we're gonna. Sometimes we go to these conventions. Uh, as far as I know, I'm still planning on being a part of Scaracon New England, so I'll be doing that in June. Nice, uh, sweet. But you know, uh, you know, some of the cons we'll be a part of, and some of the cons we're just gonna, you know, go as fans because you know the reason why we're on the show is because we're all fans of this genre, yes. and sometimes it sucks to do all the work. I mean, Scaracon, as much as I have a great time and the experiences and stuff, and I can't put it over enough and you'll you'll see us going to scarecon every year the the difference is when i've got 13 panels i have to do in a weekend that's a lot of work and i i did have a lot of fun still in between but it's still a lot of work sometimes it's just nice to go to something that i'm not working at walk around talk to people talk about our show to people and yeah. and meet people for myself and right. so, but but i'll never trade the fact that i got to hang out with doug bradley for an afternoon yeah so i mean there's that so there's 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 the give and takes of working and not working at a convention right yeah. uh but I, we love being a part of conventions we like going to conventions so we'll continue to do that and bring that to you as we go to them uh and also once again if you would like to help spot you know pay you know monetarily pay for the show it does cost money once again we don't mind you listening for free that's the number one thing we like the fact that you do the listen every week for free that's the best thing you can do this the second thing you can do that would that really helps us off is if you're listening on like whatever pod catcher you're listening on whether it's apple podcast stitcher uh whatever the hell you're listening on these days google play there always is an option to rate and review hey five stars give us a good review it helps out the algorithm you can do that that's free but if you would like to throw some money down towards us as well and get a bunch of extra bonus content for as little as one dollar a month twelve dollars a year you get all the bonus content you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions trust me it goes right back into the show because i ain't got nowhere else to put it uh as, as i once famously said we uh started off at about a thousand dollars in the hole i'm just doing nothing so we don't mind at least i get use out of all this equipment so at the end of the day thank you guys for listening and uh that's all i got all right thanks guys so uh, that's the show that's it we did it we got we through made it. it we made it through another one so i do want to thank you professor for wandering back our way hey, this week for anytime on in anytime i feel like it <laughs> and that's it and of course rich thank you for all you do uh, and, and thank you the, the listeners you know the fans of the show we appreciate you guys each and every week for tuning in we love you we do love you and uh, un- until next week i am mike c saying 